All right, everybody, welcome to Deeper Still, KPC's weekly podcast, where we talk about uh, aspects of the sermon we just heard at church, different bits and pieces. Sometimes we dig into the whole thing, sometimes we just narrowly look at one thing. And today is kind of a first-timer for us. Uh, Our podcast breaks new ground, as for the first time ever, we have a live audience. Uh, Lucy is with us sitting on a bench. Oh, I was like, we're live? I know, we have a a live studio audience. We actually have people here with us. So um, today we are going to be um, looking at Mark Santum's sermon from yesterday, where he talked about King Manasseh, who is pretty widely regarded as the most evil king in Israel's history. Uh, but one little-known fact about his life, depending on whether you're reading in Chronicles or Kings, is that he actually repented um, toward the end. That's only in, in one of the two accounts of his life. And so from that, Mark made a few sterling points. Um, uh, one of them was that there is nothing too big in your life that cannot be forgiven and repented of. Uh, it is never too late to turn to God in repentance and um, that God forgives everyone who's repentant. But there was one one little phrase that caught both Jane and I. We've talked about this a little in our own lives, and I've hit on it in uh, one, or, one or two sermons along the way. But it's this idea of repentance as a lifestyle. Um, so we're, we're going to explore that theme a little bit today. And by the way, repentance mean, simply means a change in thinking or a change in direction. Uh, so it's that, hey, you're walking in one direction, but you turn and go in the other. So this is turning away from sin to God, uh, but changing our thinking, changing the way we think about, about um, you know, life and sin and everything else. So we're going to explore that today. So I'm going to read one little passage of Scripture that... Uh, it really kind of gets at this. First uh, John one seven through ten. But if but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claimed we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts. So there's a little scriptural reference. And uh, Jane, we're going to kind of take off from there. So do you have anything or do you want me to run with this for a sec? <laughs> sure. Oh, just why did, yeah, why don't you talk about that scripture that you just read for a second? Like, yeah. why did you pick that one out of. Well, the reason I chose um, 1 John, uh, really 1.9 is the focus scripture there. It's just the, it's the absolute assurance we have, the guarantee. We just lost our live yeah, audience. we lost our live audience and went out of the room coughing. But that, that scripture is the, um, it's the guarantee we have that any time we turn to God and we confess sin, mm. We're forgiven. Mm-hmm. So it's when we come with a with a, a repentant heart, and we say, "Lord, here I am. Um, 
no matter what the sin is, mm-hmm. we have assurance of, mm-hmm. of forgiveness. Yeah. We don't have to work our way back. You know, we don't have to do 50 Hail Marys or 95 Jumping Jacks or look uh, sorrowful enough or quote 9,000 scriptures when we turn to God and we say, God, here I am. Mm-hmm. Would you forgive me? We are forgiven. I mean, it's really the cross. Right. We live in forgiveness. So right. it's, it's there for us like that. So yeah. that's what shows that scripture. It's a guarantee. And repentance is, is changing our thinking and then taking it one step further by changing our actions, which Mark talked about that too, that there's, um, well, there's fruit, repentance. It, um, there's always um, fruit with a repentant lifestyle. And, and that comes with changing, not just changing your thinking, but changing, like it's that, it's what you said, that turning away from, turning right. in a different direction. Yeah, I think it's important that there, um, you know, it's, it's, we talked about this in one of the podcasts, that it's like belief in Scripture. You can say, hey, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but if your life doesn't show that in any way, you really don't believe. You've got facts, you have kind of a mental assent. It's the same way with repentance. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, God, forgive me for lust. And then you continue to feed it. Um, You know, there's absolutely no change in your behavior. So it's that with repentance, it's, hey, I'm asking for forgiveness. And I'm going to turn. And even if it's a small turn, Mm -hmm. and hey, I'm I'm not 100% better, Mm -hmm. it's God forgives, you know, that Mm -hmm. there is, like you say, fruit. There are steps taken, you know. (coughs) We're all fighting a cold at our house, so... Forgive the coughs and the sneezes and all that stuff. Um, one thing that I think is um, important to point out and also I think an interesting, might be interesting to talk about, is that when you're a new Christian or maybe a young Christian, you, um, or many many people, I know I did, sort of have that, um, oh, I have to, I have to constantly check in myself and, you know, do I need to ask for forgiveness for this? And every night I would get in bed, you know, and I would pray the same prayer every single night, yeah. you know, bless my mom and dad, <laughs> bless my sisters and brothers and God forgive me for every sin that I, and then I would think back to the day, forgive me for this, forgive me for this, forgive me for this. And it was at that time, it was coming from, uh, you know, a sincere place, but it really was coming from a, a place of fear. You know, like if I don't repent of every sin I ever commit <coughs> and make sure that I ask for forgiveness, then, you know, there's going to be that one sin that, that is unforgiven. Yeah. And um, if you die in your sleep, you're going to hell because right. you can cover it. Right. <laughs> yes, we've all been there. Yeah. Yes. Now I lay me down to sleep. Was right. that Tim Hawkins? That's right. Yeah, right. If I die before I wake. Um, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that is not a lifestyle of repentance. Obviously, that is um, a lifestyle of of really fear and frantic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think... So, I, But I think a lot of people start out there. And and it it is a genuine... uh, You know, it, it comes from a good place in us. 
But um, yeah, the the desire is right. But if you don't grow up and grow out of that in the Lord, you know, then and you're stuck in that, then it does become completely rooted in fear, completely rooted in works, completely rooted in, um, you know, um, I mean, not rooted in grace or, you know, mercy or. Or really the true idea, idea, I think, of repentance, mm-hmm. which is... And so so that versus living as a mature Christian, a lifestyle of repentance, which I think requires, oddly enough, living a life that is very um, coherent of, of the choices that we make and... and the thoughts that we have and, you know, um, a lot of people call it, you know, just a contemplative lifestyle. I don't, I don't think that you could really live a lifestyle of repentance if you are not contemplative of your life, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in other words, you can't run over somebody verbally and just have no, um, no remorse, no, no conscious thought of oh you know I just I just did that you know what I'm do you know what I'm saying like people we can't continue to live in oh well that's just my personality you know I just say what I think and I just you know I I, I don't have a problem voicing my opinion and if you have a problem with it I'm sorry but you can't you can't stay there you have to mature beyond that to live a lifestyle of repentance yeah and I, I think uh, uh, you know. Here we're talking about the role of the Holy Spirit. Mm. That you know, when you're a young believer and you're you're trying to clear clear your own chalkboard. Yeah, I mean, there's something really sweet about that. You know, a desire to be clean. But this is the growing work of the Holy Spirit in us. That you know, we, we just want to first of all be still, like you said, contemplative lifestyle. It's about getting still. And I notice sometimes when I get still, I realize, well, there's something in the way here. Mm-hmm. Lord, what is it? Mm-hmm. And just letting the Holy Spirit show us. But, you know, being a person who can fall under the Holy Spirit's conviction mm-hmm. and be led by Him to confess. Because usually I, f- I find out that the stuff that's really sin in my life is the stuff I'm not aware of, you know. I mean, I'm not out robbing, ro- you and I aren't out robbing banks or, you know, kicking trash cans over and... <laughs> breaking laws so you know you can kind of live with this well i'm a pretty good person Mm. well scripture says otherwise that you know by nature we're really not good people and um so we really want the holy spirit to be doing that making us aware being a people who are still um and are, are under conviction and i think i think too part of the whole repentance as a lifestyle is getting away from so often the the christian lie that we live with that when it comes to repentance, I'm good because I did that already. Mm. So that's repentance as an event. When I came to Christ, I repented of my sin versus what you see in the New Testament, which is that, you know, we're continually turning toward God. You know, we're continually confessing sin to one another, walking out with God's mm-hmm. help into into a free, you know, clean place. I think that's David's prayer in, yeah. in the Psalms. Okay. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Well, here's a man who already knows God. He's the king of Israel. I think at this point, that point in the Psalms, I think he was king. 
and he's asking forgiveness. You know, he's going after a clean heart for him. For David, clearly in the Psalms, right. repentance is a lifestyle. It's not, you know, something he did one time. But yeah, and I so I think that as we mature in our walk with the Lord, we are. Um, I guess to me, as we mature and grow, it looks like, so repentance looks more like walking with our hands open Mm -hmm. and saying, and being quick to repent for one thing, but also just walking with our hands open and, and, and listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I I guess what I'm trying to say is like, not like (coughs) we can't just. If you want to live a lifestyle of repentance, you can't just uh, walk through life without any self-reflection or without any any um, getting still and 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 I think you know so like having some of these you know having practices you know um, where where we sit and just listen like you just said or we're just quiet we start our day that way we end our day that way and then it becomes. As we do that and we have these set things or, or practices where we start our morning in silence, we end our day in silence, and and even pray the prayer of David, you know, search me, O God, you know, or, um, and then we listen as we do that, but that those practices then, I guess is what I'm saying, is that then be, can become, they just bleed in. Yeah. To our everyday life. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that what I think living a lifestyle of repentance of is that you are, it's a choice that you make. And the more 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 you make that choice, the more you're just going to walk and flow in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that, that image of the hands open because open, open hands aren't holding grudges. They're open. Right. They're also not holding a mask up in front of your face. Um, you know, of just kind of the perfect Christian. And I think that's where, and, and I'm probably, I'm sure I'm naive here, but I think, I feel like that's where a lot of this, that's the sinister nature of it. You know, like when you look at the Pharisees and they look just right, they're always in the right place. You know, they, 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 you know their hands are filled with Torah and, uh, you know, different things that are used in rituals. And, but I, I think, or a lifestyle of repentance, it's kind of like wisdom. Mm. You know, people who are truly wise, one of the hallmarks of everyone who's truly wise, if you if you ask them about their wisdom, they would all say this. Well, or, or you may be, have been astounded like I am when I've talked to somebody who's wise and said, golly, you know, you're just so wise. And, and they always at some point work into the conversation. I realized today, how much more I don't know. Mm-hmm. Every day I realize how much more I don't know. That's funny that you said that. And I think it's like that yeah. with, with repentance, that a person who is repentance, who's repentance, huh, who's repentant, is more aware that they're a sinner mm-hmm. than, you know, I mean, how many times have you run to a Christian? It's like, I had a guy tell me, this is no lie, two weeks ago, told me two weeks ago, I was praying and I thank God that I hadn't sinned. It had been so long since I'd sinned. Now, 
the great thing about this guy is he is truly a godly man. And he said, as soon as I said that, the Lord just said, <laughs> and now you understand the depths of a sinner you are. Yeah. So he got it. Right. But how many how many Christians out there really believe, you know, I'm, I'm just really not a sinner? Um, or that, that rotten theological line that's out there. Well, you know, I don't even need to ask for forgiveness because I am forgiven. And... Okay, I like that you get yeah, that you're forgiven. We but, are forgiven, but yes. I don't even need to ask for forgiveness. You know, I'm just, and I think a lot of times in, in the faith, we really believe we're better than everybody else. There's a non-repentant life being lived right there. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it reminds me of the, you know, the Pharisee and then the, you know, standing on the street that, exactly. corner, you know, pray. It's praying. Gotta and thank you. Thank that you I'm that not I'm like. not like the sin and the <laughs> sinner, and which is exactly what I was gonna say because. You made the point I was thinking, which is you can't, it's impossible, I think, to live a lifestyle of repentance without humility, yeah. without just un, just understanding, you know, the depths of, of how much we don't know yeah. and how much we don't understand and how much we don't have the answers to I think that's so key because if if you do feel like you have the answers if you do feel like you've you understand the mysteries of God if you you know then you know you're you're walking in a lifestyle or in a, in a in a frame of mind and heart that really doesn't require much you know, it doesn't require faith. It doesn't require trust. And I think you need those things. It's sort of like just a big circle. You know, you need faith and trust and humility to to be willing and able yeah. to just repent. And I don't even think it's necessarily about asking for forgiveness, you know, about for our sins. But it's just about being because we are forgiven. I mean, I get that, that, you know, that theological statement, but we are continuing. We do walk, you know, we do mess up too. I mean, we do sin. But I think it's not even so much about making sure, like going back to what, how we started the conversation, making sure that we check off all those, you know, sins, but it's just about hearing the voice of God and turning and saying, "Oh yes, Lord, I want, I want to be repentant. I want to be willing to be humbled, and to, you know, to humble myself before you and others." Right. Yeah, yeah. I think humility, brokenness, surrender, and that doesn't mean we're walking around with our, you know, hunched over and moroseful all the time. But I think that, that that's a key here to a repentant life is that um, it's about humility. It's about yeah. brokenness. It's about being tender to the Lord. And I, I think, too, it's it's living a life without obstacles. Hmm. You know, Lord, I don't want any obstacle in my way. And you, you quote this all the time, but we watched that, um, that movie about revival. And Michael W. Smith was interviewed, and he said, you know, one of the goals of my life right, yeah. is We've to never, talked be, about that on the podcast yeah, never be offended yeah, with anyone right, ever yeah. again. Um, and to me, that's a repentant lifestyle. You know, that at any moment I can be offended, angered, enraged, prideful, um, embittered, 
And Lord, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn to you with that, yeah. you know, in these open hands. Right. Yeah. Here in these open hands today, God, I have offense and judgment. Lord, forgive me, take it away. I think too, like even thinking about the, the term lifestyle, you know, when you think about lifestyle, um, in other terms, like lifestyles, like we were joking around before, lifestyles of the rich and famous, you know, a lifestyle, um, you know, that that's a choice that you make. Like I'm choosing yeah. to, I pursue money. I'm, you know, that's the lifestyle I want. Or if you want to quiet, you know, like, you know, most people choose the lifestyle that they want to live. You know, they have an idea. So, mm-hmm. So if you think about it that way, like repentance has to be something that we are choosing yes. to do and we are choosing to walk in that, which I, I, I liked what um, the quote that Mark uh, said, which I know I'm going to mess it all up, but you know that Jesus is the, um, is it the stone or whatever that we can be broken on or that will crush us. Right. It wasn't a quote. It's a, it's it's a scripture. scripture. <laughs> um, it's a scripture you quoted. It's a scripture. <laughs> um, and I think that's, that is, and, and he said that that is repentance, being yeah. willing to be broken, um, which doesn't feel good when it's happening. But I wonder, though, is that if you're willing for that to happen, and I think it does happen to us and all of us in big ways at some point or another that we are completely broken and just broken to pieces by the grace of the Lord because it is His grace. You know, He disciplines those He loves. And I think that when that happens, if we are if we are broken in a good way and we and it makes us softer that I think that that broken, that being smashed to pieces, doesn't have to happen. You know what I mean? Repeatedly. Does that, I'm going to make, like, I think, I, I, don't, I, I just think that once that happens to us, that's part of the process mm-hmm. of, of having this, this journey of repentance, that brokenness. You can't be repentant without being broken. That's right. That was a much quicker and easier way to say what mm-hmm. I was trying to say. Yeah, I think a lot of times the Lord will do things in that like that in our lives. And, you know, some people treat it like the enemy. <coughs> you know, oh, I'm under attack. I'm under spiritual attack because this happened to me. I think so often it's the Lord working, trying to work something out of your life. Mm-hmm. And we mislabel it or we run from it or we get hardened from it. And instead of, you know, letting the Lord break us, because when He does it, He makes you sweeter. Mm-hmm. You know, He makes your roots grow deeper. He, in, in a, a very real sense, enlarges your heart. You carry more of His character. And um, But I think we, we spend a lot of time resisting mm-hmm. um, resisting the Lord. And, and But you're right, the Lord will bring you around Pain Mountain over and over again, mm-hmm. too. With cycles to work, you know, to really work things out of us. Yeah, yes. But I think the more that happens, hopefully, I think the the goal then is to respond differently each time, yeah. respond respond quicker with repentance, you know, to respond quicker with a soft heart 
And then I guess that's what I was trying to say earlier is that then we're, we're maybe not going around Pain Mountain yeah. as often as, say, we were before. Like if, if you're able to walk in this journey of, of a repentant uh, life. But I do think we have to talk about the, the other side of repentance, which is forgiveness. So if we are striving to live a repentant life, that means that we have to be quick to forgive. Yeah. <clears throat> we have to be quick to make sure that we are working for restoration and repentance in other people's lives. Right. And, and and I want to be careful to say I'm not saying that we are calling out people's other people's sin. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when other people come to us with confession and repentance, we have to be quick to forgive. That's part of it. Yeah, I think, too, we, we've got to go a step further. Yeah, very quick to forgive when people ask forgiveness. But I think very quick to forgive when we're injured by people, uh-huh. whether or not they ask for it. Sure, yeah. And, I mean, that's the end of the Lord's Prayer. You know, Jesus says, hey, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Then we get into forgive us this, uh, you know, forgive us our debts or trespasses or sins, whatever, whichever denomination you're in, as we forgive others. And then, you know, we're quick to quote that. And at the very end of the Lord's Prayer, Jesus expounds. Uh, for if you forgive, he goes back to forgiveness. It says, for if you forgive uh, others their sins, your heavenly Father will forgive yours. If you don't, right. your sins stay where they are. Right. And it's, it is critical. It's a critical part of the Christian life. Right. Um, you know, it's the parable of the, the uh, servant who has his debts forgiven by the king, and right. he goes out and chokes a friend who owes him 20 bucks and has him thrown in jail. Um, but we are to be people that forgive. It's it is so clear mm-hmm. in the word, and again, I think that's why the word lifestyle is so good. And I feel like that word needs to be captured by the church again. This whole lifestyle word, because we are an event oriented people. You know, well, I've done that one thing I'm supposed to, or I went to church this week. But it is worship as a lifestyle, mm-hmm. serving as a lifestyle, loving as a lifestyle, you know, reaching out to others in Jesus' name as a lifestyle, repentance as a lifestyle. And I, I think one of the great challenges right now in the church is to is to recapture um, lifestyle Christianity for the church. Mm-hmm. I, I think so many churches are just anemic, you know, because we go by and we go, with well, check, small group, check, help and teach a Sunday school, check, went to church, and the whole rest of our lives are about so many other things. And I, I'm not talking about legalism, you know, where we're oh, neurotic no. and, no, I nev- no. I, you know, I've never turned on Netflix and, I, you know. Um, but and, and I think there's a lot of those pieces to repentance, you know, that your your mouth is involved. You know, Lord, I've set a, a guard over my lips that I, you know, won't speak a certain way. I won't tear people down. There are a lot of disciplines that go into repentance. Mm-hmm. You talked about that earlier, or you hinted at that. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes me, like, the Mark sermon really made me think about the prodigal son, too. You know, just that, um, you know, the father was so quick to forgive, you know, his son, 
And that is who our Heavenly Father is, so quick to forgive and so ready to forgive and waiting to forgive. And there is nothing too big. I mean, you know, as, as Mark pointed out um, for, with the story with Manasseh, but so quick to forgive. Um, and that that's that has to be that has to be what our goal is too. It has to be part of a repentant lifestyle. Yeah. As you said, even before people yeah. ask, you know, just just to forgive, to to uh, pour out grace and mercy, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. You know, just to, to do that. We have to be walking in both. We can't be, you know, repenting before the Lord privately, but then refusing to yeah. walk in repentance and restoration and forgiveness with others. Well, I love that you quote the prodigal son because I think the, one of the side points of the prodigal, because there's so many, is, okay, if, if you're really a part of the church, you're not the prodigal son. Mm. You know, I mean, the prodigal son has left the spiritual family. He's out doing his thing. So you're not the prodigal son. The danger for us in the church is being the older brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, when the father calls him in, come on in and celebrate your younger brother. He's alive. The younger brother doesn't come to the older brother and ask for his forgiveness first. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen later on. But I think that's the challenge in the church is not to be the older brother in regards to anybody who sinned against you, to be the older brother hating the world for their sin and their debauchery and their, you know... Um, but it is to be like the Father, you know. God is our Father. Let's be chips off the old block. Let's, you know, I, I was really convicted by that in the sermon. Um, you know, just thinking about my relationship to the world, you know. Do I have any kind of attitude towards them? Um, you know, what judgments have I made against people on the outside? Mm-hmm. People I sit next to. I mean... And that's why I've been asking the Lord all day is, um, God, help me to, to just live a judgment-free life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of, the, one of the real challenges for me in all this. Well, and I think, you know, Mark made that point um, that, um, I can't remember his exact words, but uh, there's fruit in your life when you're repentant. Um. And I think that what we're talking about now is the fruit of living yeah. a repentant life, that we are um, the people that walk in this, you know, um, quick to ask for forgiveness, quick to repent, quick to forgive others, with their hand, walking through life with their hands open, that, you know, the fruit of that is um, we're not judgmental. You know, we're, we're, we're not... We don't hold grudges. We believe the best. We believe the best about others. You know, the fruit of that, yeah, is love. It is joy. It's a peaceful life. I mean, if you're not walking around uh, with unforgiveness in your heart or or uh, unrepentant and your unrepentance in your heart, then you're you've got a peaceful life. Yeah. You know, a joyful life. Uh, a grace-filled life. I mean, there is fruit. You've got healthy relationships around you. you know, I mean, the, the fruit really is. Um, it's so it's it it, it's, it makes for a vital, vibrant, flourishing life. 
personally, like inwardly and outwardly with our relationships, with our friends, our family, our brothers and sisters in Christ, the world, you know, we're not offended by the world. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just, I think that's really good to talk about that, you know, just the fruit that it it produces in us. Yeah, and and for big fruit there, I would say, you know, joy, freedom. Yeah. Um, But I think it's it's a real challenge today, especially with the anger that's all around us. Mm -hmm. I've never seen America as angry, you know, 51 years, so I haven't lived forever yet. But this is the angriest time I can remember in my lifetime where and so I've, I've been asking myself the question what am I angry about and um, I think I think it's just such a simple question yeah. you know am I angry about Donald Trump or Obama from the last administration am I angry at the church am I angry at the world um, because a repentant life is a life where anger is really something that's disappearing and that's something I've struggled with historically but uh yeah I want the fruit. Yeah, I know. The we joy, do. the freedom, yeah. the life. Yeah. We do. Yeah. One thing I couldn't help but just think about is I feel like with this podcast, we keep coming back to the same theme. Yeah. You know, um, which is repentance and forgiveness and um, love, unconditional love. Um not holding grudges. I mean, I just feel like we keep hitting on these same themes over and over and over again. Loving the world, not being offended with the world. Um, and I just, you know, listening to Mark's sermon, I just thought, you know, this is the gospel. I mean, this is just, it's the gospel. That is, Jesus forgives all. Yeah. And it produces fruit in us. I mean, I've, like, that's like just... Everything. Yeah, I've got a good a good friend, kind of a, a former mentor, Jim, um, uh-huh. Jim Glasgow. And uh, I remember one time he told me, he said, you know, there are really about seven themes in the Bible. Yeah. And then he listed, and I was like, when he listed them, I thought, that's pretty much it. But you're right when you say, you know, we return to these same. There, there are a few fundamentals, you know, that, that have to do with love, forgiveness, um, but that's one of the beautiful things about the kingdom is, um, you know, that, that in a sense, as we go higher up, you know, further in with Christ, we end up coming back to the same wells of living water. We, we keep drinking, right. you know, from the same wells. And uh, that's, a, that's a good observation. It's really cool. Oh, God bless me. you. I'm so sorry. So, those are a few of our thoughts today, a a few of our musings, filled with, uh, including a couple sneezes and coughs along the way. (laughs) So, uh, hey, look, we're looking forward to joining you next week, Um, although we have a guest speaker this week at church, so there may or may not be a podcast. We'll see what he talks about. I really don't know. Well, yeah, there'll be a podcast. But we'll, uh, yeah, maybe Jane and I'll just get together and sing a few of our favorite songs. (laughs) So anyway, hey, we're looking looking forward to... uh, Uh, being with you once again. But until then, keep going deeper still with the Lord. We love you.